7 o'clock. We'll go fast today so Floyd can go back to bed, right? Yeah, well, it's only going to be like a three-hour little nap, but yes, let's do that. You're muffled. How am I muffled? Very muffled. Like now? A little better now, yeah, a little better now. Um, the Morning Reboot, the podcast edition. We're happy to be back our second day after a, a week away. We're glad you're here earlier than normal, but that's okay. We'll get moving. So, dude, I'm Jeffy McGee will be on with us, and uh, I don't know what it was. Uh, maybe because I didn't do my normal sleep all day Saturday, and I wasn't in a rhythm, but I was, I was shit yesterday. And, and I'm not usually like that on a Monday. Um, usually... I have energy to start the week, and then by Friday, it's like, oh, I just want to eat pizza, drink, and sleep all all Saturday. <laughs> so um, I'm feeling you this morning, and I'm sure you're just laying in bed, probably not dressed, all that stuff, right? I'm in my undies, but I probably slept collectively. I'm going to sound dramatic. Me, I'll say it. I'll say an hour. Yeah, that sounds all right. I was up and off. Up all night, tossing and turning, couldn't get comfortable, and I think I know what it is, but I don't want to say it because then that would be bad. I supposed to quit caffeine, but I think I had an energy drink yesterday, and I think it's it's affecting me all day. (sighs) But I had it at like four thirty. I I I try to not have any caffeine. Like once we get into the two o'clock hour, I think that's when I'm I'm messing with my sleep. So. Well, I'm not, I'm not supposed to, but I was like, I felt sluggish at work, and I was yeah. like, oh, I haven't had it in like two days, and I was like, and normally when I do have it, it's like the first thing I have like in the beginning of a shift, so I'm just like, uh, 4.30 is kind of kind of late, but I'm like, but you don't go to bed until like 9.30, 10, you can work it off. Nope, I was wide awake, so no caffeine for me today, so we're going to suffer at work and hopefully go to bed early but yeah i it was completely ass because i was tired i felt tired then i got in bed and was just like couldn't fall asleep yep my mind was just like oh what's that oh where's that okay you should listen to music oh let's turn it off let's try to go to sleep oh what's on tv let's scroll on your phone like it was i was like a chipmunk on coffee i was like whoo and the next thing i knew it was 345 and i was like well this sucks that was me on on Sunday night. I, w- I was tired. I yawned. And I get into bed, and I couldn't fall asleep. And this this is this is weird. I know most people have, like, what you just described. Uh, they're, like, in some mental health books I read, they call it, like, monkey mind. Like, it's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. I at, When I go to sleep, I gave up trying to shut my brain off. So, you know what I do? <laughs> I kid you not. So, I try to tell myself stories of things like, uh, are you falling asleep? Am I boring you? No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm like, in, in typical, I didn't sleep all night fashion. Once I'm doing something, my body's like, hey, let's go to sleep now. I'm like, no, no, this is not how this works. I try to tell, tell myself stories to like tired out my, to tire out my mind. Um, and this is going to be super nerdy, but like, hey, we talk about everything. So I'll take like Transformers, Star Trek, Star Wars. I've been watching the Rebels a lot lately, and I mm-hmm. try and I try to add to what I just watched. 
like write my own stories in my head as opposed to not thinking about anything. That's nice. I Googled why the index finger is called the index finger at like 2.30 this morning. Yeah. I, I, I was like, and I don't, and I'm just, and I put my phone on sleep mode and my charger is nowhere near my bed anymore. But like, I got my big ass up. It was like, why is the index finger called the index finger? Like it was one of those that was in my search engine. There's really no reason why it's called the index finger. It's just called the index finger. And I was like, okay. Let's try to go back to sleep. Yeah, pick. I know that. Like, if you look at your, they tell you to like, put your electronics down like a half an hour before bed. I, I will not, I will not lay in my bed and, and Google stuff. Once that phone gets plugged in, I'll listen to, some things. But that, that's it. Not, no. I, oh, I, I did have a good thing in bed. Like, what, what's the, what's one of the worst things, that happens as you sleep? Or give me a couple of them if you want. Well. I have a small ant problem, so an ant will crawl across my hand and bite me. Okay. Um, I don't know, because I'm normally a fast follower sleeper. So I don't really have... Uh, I'm one of those few privileged sleepers. Like, once I'm tired, I'm down for the count, I'm down. Yeah, I, I, I wake up repeatedly throughout the night. I Well, I'll, I'll tell you what it is, and I think I'll, this happens to a lot of people. You wake up before your alarm... With not enough time to get more sleep, so you just kind of lay oh, there. Yeah. Like if your alarm is set for six fifteen and you wake up at like five thirty eight, or yeah, there's no point in going back to sleep. Right. So last night or this morning, I looked and my my alarm is set for three fifty five. It's probably earlier than I need to be, but I just want and I've been helping. So Paul got sick. And Denny's in there running his own stuff today. So I, I needed to help him set up a show. And I'm, I'm always, you know me, I'm chronically early. So I roll, right. over, I roll over last night and I see 2.37. So like an hour and some change before my alarm goes off. And I'm like, fuck. That's this enough is, time though. I, I know, I know. But for me, it was, it was anything in the two o'clock hour is a little unsettling. <laughs> and then... I, I wake up again and I roll roll over and see one thirty four. I'm like, what? So hold on a second. That that says one thirty. So I have like a good two and a half hours left, which is that that's good. Yeah. I realized that it was twelve thirty seven, not two thirty seven. Oh, that's even better. I know. <laughs> I, I'm like I, I'm like this never happens. So right. I, that was good. Um, before we get Ouch. to, before we get, are you getting the, the ants getting you? No, no, no. Um, I have my, I have a pop, my, my finger got stiff and stuck under my pop socket under my ring. And I was like, ow, ow, ow. Uh, many fingers have been lost to pop sockets over the day, yeah. over the years. Um, can you, so now that I'm in the unemployment process, um, where, where did, where and no how, wishes. where and how did yours get stuck? In, in the matrix like i i did the protocol and just waited i i tell people now like even my one friend he's he's 10 weeks behind because he just moved back from california and i told him i said stop calling honestly they what they're going to do is put you back on hold and it's going to eventually hang up on you like i eventually never talked to anyone <laughs> to fix my problem i literally just had to wait 
So I guess every day is kind of like the Hunger Games. You finger cross you don't get volunteer distribute, but like you finger cross that you get thrown into the arena of unemployment. So I got caught at the beginning. There was no everything was right. There was no mishaps. I guess I just got caught in the mass slide of people filing at one time. So I I had the pin code thing last week, but I it was actually my error. I was mm-hmm. I was putting in the wrong number on my driver's license. So I got back into the system and I saw all my claims from when I got let go from iHeart a couple of years ago and how much I made and my last claim and blah, blah, blah. And then I answered a bunch of questions and then it said, and this was like last Tuesday or Wednesday, it said, you can file your next claim on 531. Yes, Sunday. Mm-hmm. 531 came around and it would not allow me to file a claim. Mm, but your real last name is not your real last name. You have to file under certain days by your last name. Okay. Sunday could, is for A's. Um, I'll give that a shot. I'll give that a shot. If no, not, for real. No, I, I, I totally forgot about that. They changed that, I want to say, like a month ago. Okay. Like, don't quote me. I think like A through H. That's a, that's a huge gap. We'll say like A through E have to file on Monday and then the next cluster on Monday. I mean, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is a cluster. And then like the free days are like Wednesday and Friday. Perfect. Maybe that was it. Okay, great. I thought I might have gone a step too far and filed a week I shouldn't have, but maybe that's it. So thank you. Yeah. If I find my email, I'll forward it to you. But yeah, you, it's by your last name on certain days you have to file. Because let me tell you something. Uh, the company was real quick to make sure my furlough pay was on time. <laughs> it, my, the, my paycheck was half um, yesterday or whenever we get that one. So I mean, here's the thing. So, like, as you know, I'm filling in at Sephora, but I'm only filling in until, like, our manager comes back, and she comes back the one of the teens, 13, 14, or 15. So, like, all of us are, like, who are working are, like, yeah, we're working, but, like, in the back of my mind, we know we're going back to square one in a week. So, yeah, I'm we, enjoying the working, but like, here's the thing: it, it's cool, <laughs> but and I've got uh, another opportunities coming and all that jazz. So, it'll be, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, things are getting back to normal, but we're not near normal yet. We're certainly a lot farther along than where we were. Just and weeks apparently. Ago. Stuff's opening back up in Michigan on Monday. Yeah, uh, on the 8th. So I, when I saw that yesterday. Stay I, up north. Don't come I, back down here. When <laughs> I saw that yesterday, I immediately thought about what you said yesterday about your irritation with people coming down oh. here. Um, so um, to, to get to this serious stuff, and I there's there's a lot of unrest all over uh i was texting with my brother last night and i've posted some pictures on my facebook page and i think i told you before my brother my brother can embellish he's got um he's got that trait from my mom where oh my god there's so much chaos uh-huh mom there was like oh he's in philly yes oh i best friend lives in philly so um he said uh, they have a, a yark size dealership there, and he's like, they're stealing cars from the lot. I'm like, I, I, I didn't believe him, but I looked into it, and it sounds like you know about it. And I'm going to ask you, so are they have a road called 676, 
It's the Vine Street Expressway. It cuts through the middle of the city. Our correlation would be 475. Uh-huh. And if, if you've seen Philadelphia on the news in the last 12 hours, 12 to 16 hours, people were on that expressway protesting. Imagine being out on 475. Did you see any of this? It was wild. So I just sent you a text. Uh, my friend lives on Chestnut Street downtown. Yeah, so he can see city. it. No, he... Um, I just sent you his... Um, yeah, I saw this, this stuff. This is... I don't know if this is actually his footage, but he I, lives above that Old Navy. Yep. And that's his street. So when he sent me that, I was like, what was it like? And he said it was like... It was a war zone. Like, he just, he's in his apartment. He just hears stuff... He just hears banging and crashing and people yelling and like he was like he was like I'm conflicted because like he's very he's very Black Lives Matter and very like a protester but he's just like now you're below my home you know what I mean so it's just like what the hell like if O Navy catches on fire my apartment is gone so like it's he just described it as a war zone and and that we don't know what a war zone is like here in America. But he's like, that's the closest thing, he, the way he can describe just by the noise and the smells coming into his apartment. So I just sent you a picture. Um, let me know when you get it. it, it should oh! Be... Okay, so are you familiar with... Uh, yeah, do, do you, are you familiar with Northeast Philadelphia? No, I just stay in the center city. Okay, so that's like up the, the boulevard, Route 1. Okay. All right, so like I, where I grew up is in the city, but... Um, two miles from the suburbs, and this is my neighborhood. There's a Chickies and Pete's. There's it's their shopping center, and as you can see, again, away from all the stuff, the the looting and, and the rioting and the destruction downtown, which is like 12 miles away, which you just sent me. So miles uh-huh. and miles away, these places have closed and boarded up. So it is. I want it, some Chickies and Pete's. Chickies and Pete's and the crab fries, right? Uh, is it Chickies and the Pete's? Chick, uh, chick, chick, and Pete's. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's that's back home in Philly, and my brother wasn't embellishing it at, at all. And you know what? For the for the people, and I've said this yesterday. It's crazy. Sorry to cut you up. The way they boarded everything up like it's a hurricane coming. Yeah, yeah. They don't want the windows broken. It it was wild. And again, I I thought I thought things would calm down. I thought my brother might have been embellishing things. Um, it's a Monday where that is. It's it's closer to the suburbs. No, I mean, it, it is it is hysteria in lots of parts of Philadelphia, which I want to compare to here in a moment. But um, other than the people who are simply out to cause havoc, the, the people that want to go out and be shitheads, and then the people who are trying to be divisive um, and make protesters look awful. Those are the people I have an issue with, but I'll reiterate what I said yesterday. The people that are out destroying things because they're mad and because of the way they have been treated for far too long, I can understand why they're being destructive. And I'll add to what I knew, but other really intelligent people have said. They are they are gerrymandered out of districts of voting. They are um, they are kept from getting jobs and good education, and it's systemic. So I can understand why they are destroying things. It's it's the only way for them to be heard. They're legit tired. Like I know we all we walk around, we go to work, we have a long day. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Like these people are tired, and I love that. There's 
I don't know if it's a Twitter account, but I feel like I follow them, so I always see it. But there's um, some account on social media where, like, they're showing the people who are in inciting the violence or inciting stuff. So, like, there's this guy. I think it's it's been on, like, Inside Edition, like, on the World News. I did see it on World News. Like, he's, like, just starts spray-painting a building, and, like, there's this woman of, um, this black woman, and she just goes, what are you doing? We're not here to do that. He's like, I'm helping you guys out. And she's like, we never asked you to do that. So, like, yeah. there's, I'm happy that there's actual footage of people saying, and it's on both sides, like, there's black and white people telling these people not to do this. So, like, I'm happy that, that these are coming to the forefront. And, like, and I know they had a little bit of that downtown this past weekend in Toledo. But, like, yeah, it's it's like, thank you for lending me a hand on tying my shoe, but I know how to tie my shoe. Don't do it for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and maybe help me put my shoe on, but let me tie it. Like, are, you don't have to do the whole thing. There are more good people out for the right reasons and doing the right things to get the message across than there are bad people who are being destructive. But unfortunately, it seems like in the world today, just how the trolls have outsized influence on social media, um, the people who are being destructive, who are less than the other people, are having an outsized influence. Um, although, so I went to bed last night with those pictures that, that Paul showed me and, and saw the fill it, and people standing, blocking traffic in an expressway where there was an officer um, walking along the median spraying what I guess could only be tear gas. I, it, it was It was wild. And then I wake up this morning and see that protesters here walked in front of Chief Crawl's house he came outside, and there was some things were fever pitched. Um, I, I think some lady was in his face, but it wasn't contentious. It was just emotional. And the chief said, "Look, I don't want to talk about changes here, but I'm happy to walk with you." So you probably haven't seen it yet, but there's some great video of the chief embracing this woman and walking with the protesters last night in a peaceful but uh, a productive night. So here's my thing: black person talking. I don't think you should go to anyone's house. Like, I, 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 I get it. I get tensions are high, but like, and I get he's the chief of police, and that's the person we need. You want to talk to, especially with what's going on. But I'm like, he, he has kids and a family. You guys, like, his kids, I, are, maybe, his kids are grown, and they're one of the police officers. Saying, like, I, I'm I just, know. I'm just saying, like, it's just one of those situations. It could have been bad, but like. I'm happy, like, I've, I've met him. He sat in the studio with us. So, like, I'm ha- I've, I know his mental capacity and the person he is, and I'm happy. He is the, po- he's the police chief. He's the chief of police that many of these cities need. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, I'm conflicted when you go to someone's house just to do it, but I get, I get the, I get the feeling behind it. Wait, I don't, and I, I don't know for sure that they went to his house or, they were just going to protest in South Toledo, and he lives there. And I don't okay, know. Okay, okay. I don't know. If the I mo- thought they were like pinpointing his residence. Yeah, so, I, like, I I'm don't. Like, oh. I don't know if the if the if the catalyst of the evening was we're going to go to the chief's house. It may have just been we're in South Toledo, and someone was like, "Hey, the chief lives over there. Let's move this thing over." And but I mean, it could, so he could see. Okay, that makes more sense to me, and that. Okay. Yeah, and you know, yesterday I was pretty adamant that I wish there were more police and authorities like the the Genesee County Sheriff, which could have um, 
muted some of the unrest. Not all of it, but he enough. He looks like an action figure. Wh- which guy? The Flint one? The Flint sheriff? The, w- the one who actually started the whole, like, walking with the yeah. protesters? Yeah. He looks like an action hero. I was like, you look cool. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, so I, it was interesting to go to bed seeing home um in chaos and new home current home where my social circle friends and you know family who isn't related is to wake up to that where it was a a peaceful productive night um with what i had sought with our our chief um involved in the things we just need change y'all can you i i tried to have a a helpful back and forth last night, not uh, Erickson to be a condescending, smartest person in the room dick to somebody on Facebook. Ooh, it's so exhausting, isn't it? I, I, that, that is. So, well, it depends. But I just wanted to be helpful, and I tried to word my statement that I wasn't being condescending. Um, can you explain, and I said it at first, with Colin Kaepernick's first protest, no, all lives matter. But then I was informed as to why that, why literally it's right, but it's not in this context. Can you explain why that's not right to say amid all of this? All lives matter? Yeah. Yeah, because here, okay, let me break it. Oh, girl, it's going to be so dramatic. But like, I'll just do simply what I say anytime someone says all lives matter. It's like, if all lives matter, then black lives wouldn't matter. Right. Like, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter because then that would be lumped in with all lives. If you say all lives matter, why weren't you preaching this when over 100,000 people died of coronavirus? That means all lives matter. We should have stepped up for those people. Or in other situations of issues, rape victims, why were you screaming? It only, you're only saying all lives matter because you feel like you're take, you're, when you say all lives matter, you take the spotlight away from what black people are going through right now. So once again, I'll just say it and I'll end it. If all lives matter, then black lives, we wouldn't have to preach black, black lives matter. If yeah. all lives matter, hashtag black lives matter would be irrelevant. The two- if all lives matter, that white cop would not have put his knee on a black man's neck. The- so you cannot say that because it takes away from a fight. And black lives matter does not mean white lives don't matter. Two things I said as I was trying to not be condescending was... If that all lives matter, as you said, would be more accurate, and, and they do literally, but Black Lives Matter because there is no white list of of George Floyd's, or and, there and is. If you talk to someone who's in the Black Lives Matter movement, like I feel like I'm a part of it, but I'm like I'm not like an official member. Like I mean, like there's people that there's an actual organization that you they will talk so that. <laughs> when you say all lives matter, if you talk to someone who's on Black Lives Matter, they all have the same thing. They're like, yes, we understand all lives matter, but, and then they'll lay it out for you very eloquently and in their in their dialogue because it's their organization. I don't want to speak for them, but like, I'll, I'm a part of it. I'm Black, but like, they'll lay it out so eloquently and so educational that like, I'll even sit there dumbfounded like, Damn, I knew that, but I can never explain it the way that you just did. Or a real life example: um, Black Lives Matter because if it's eleven o'clock on a Friday night and uh, we're leaving Georges, 
let's say that you were driving uh, and we both left Georgia's in our vehicles and each of us were stopped by a police officer for whatever, uh, going through a yellow, almost whatever, then there would be, e- there would, we wouldn't be concerned about unequal treatment because of the colors of our skin. Right. Absolutely. So, but, that, that's the end of it. That, that's, that's why black lives matter. And also when you, I find the people who are using all lives matter are just using it as a blanket over covering up what's going on. So like after my, I did a huge Facebook purge. It was like rioting and looting. How dare they? Don't they understand that all lives matter? And I'm just like, no, no, that's not, you're missing the point. Or they're like, Oh, these thugs, all lives matter. I'm like, if all lives matters, you wouldn't be calling them thugs. Hush. So like, it's, it, it, it's levels, man. It's crazy. And just stop saying it at this point. I'm not going to say it's offensive to black people, but the way you guys, not you guys, like the way people keep using it out there, you're going to, you're going to lose your, you're going to lose your cause to say all lives matter. Cause yeah. there's going to be one day where we're going to have to use all lives matter. And we're going to be like, uh-uh, can't say that no more because there's a stigma behind it. Yeah, at 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 best, it's uninformed. At worst, it's ignorant. And to your point, it's running from the true. It, it's your avoidance of the true cause of what's going on, and it's it's real borderline. To you're either Black Lives Matter or you're a fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's coming to that point because like I've, I've seen people get like I've seen. Good white people say all lives matter, and by no means am I internet troll, but they're out there and they will pounce, and they have been pouncing. And I'm like, you know what? I can't even defend you because they have valid points. And it's just you just at some point you just have to just hush. Like I love my favorite thing that I've seen like a protest that is like make races scared again. Like you know what I mean? Like I know they're always going to be here. Like but. Put the back of their caves where they just don't say anything. Like they're just so vocal now that like it's to the point. Like if you're racist and you're vo- and you're vocally, if you're vo- vocally, ugh, if you're vocally racist, most of us just look at you like you're uneducated and stupid. Yeah, which it, is what you are. Like it's just like oh, it, you shouldn't. Like it's kind of like if you were to call me the n word, not you, but like if someone ever were to call, yell at me, hey, blah blah blah, I'd be like. Oh, that's precious. You're an idiot. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's to the point, like, I'm not going to get up in arms and fight you. I'm just like, oh, look at your ignorance showing, you dumbass. And I'm just going to keep going about my business and, like, like, and tell all my friends, like, hey, you know, Carl from down the street, he called me the N-word. What an idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just, you're just, you're ignorant. Like, that word is hateful and hurtful. We know that. So when you yell it at me, I'm kind of just like... Oh, you're just dumb. It's but, just stop. But in the last, I'll say, four years, you can do the math and put things together. Um, in the last four years, those people have become too <laughs> in, too emboldened uh, to say those things. Where you you were right, like though in before that, those people were the true outliers. Now it's it's way too comfortable for people to be a racist and say racist things. And and that's why it's bubbled to the top so much and it's disgraceful. And I will point a big finger at one person who is, who is allowed that. And uh, we'll just leave it at that. Um, 
can I can I read you something? And I, but but first I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. Um. What? And if you don't want to say that's fine, your voting record. Um. Would you say like we vote for president every four years? Like, but what about the other ones? I vote every time we're allowed to vote. I did not vote this last time because COVID happened. And to be honest, I'll be that person where I kind of was just like, I don't know what any of these issues are about. Um, I did mail-in vote. So I voted for like some issues, but some of them I didn't because I didn't, I didn't take the time to look them up. So, but I vote every time. Okay. My mom is kind of the drill sergeant, like, Anytime I want to make my mom mad during election season, I'll just tell her I'm not voting, and she'll get pissed. So like I, so like she's always instilled in us. The first time I voted was for John Kerry. Yeah, because I was too young for Al Gore. Um, you know, some of the the people I voted for and they lost. Um, but anyways, so yes, the first time I voted for president was John Kerry. I didn't really understand. My mom took me to the voting poll. I was like 18, and I was just like. Why I gotta do this? And my mom's like, it's your duty. I'm like, eh, I don't wanna do this. But like, she instilled in us. And as like I got older and I became more of a mature adult, I realized, oh shit, our voices, our voices, this is how we voice my opinion. I just don't sit at home yelling at the TV or like, oh, this politician's stupid. Like, I have a choice to actually kind of make a change. So I vote all the time. I, I, I can, I, I guess. I vote all the time too. As, as I've gotten older, um, but when you're younger, it's all about... Oh, I didn't have time for voting. I am asleep, but my mom was like, take your ass to the voting booth. Well, it was all about the, the glitz and glamour and the romanticism of saying you voted for, you know, this candidate for president. Yeah. There's no coolness going, I voted for this person for sheriff and this person for district attorney. Like, right. I mean, I really didn't get into that stuff until the last, like, five years or so. Now, some of it is because I've moved around so much. I've never been embedded in a community. But I'm not going to knock any 23-year-old for being really excited to vote in the presidential election and then not considering voting or thinking about it for the next four years. But I want to read something. And then I'll tell you who it's from after. Um, and I did it on the air today, and I didn't even say who it was from because it, it really is applicable. And, and again, so many people go, so many people ha- are under this belief that the president is responsible for, like, everything. Gas prices. And, <laughs> I like, love it. And, and other than— And that's my favorite thing is when, like, someone says that stuff, and they go, actually, a quick Google search would prove you wrong. But I'm just like, keep talking. Well, remember, thanks, Obama. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, keep talking. You know, uh, Tom Brady deflated a football. Thanks, Obama. So, <laughs> right. all right, here's the quote. It's mayors and county executives that appoint most police chiefs and negotiate collective bargaining agreements with police unions. They're very powerful. That's my ad. It's district attorneys and state's attorneys that decide whether or not to investigate and ultimately charge those involved in police misconduct. Those are all elected positions. In some places, police review boards with the power to monitor police conduct are elected as well. Unfortunately, voter turnout in these local races is pitifully low, especially among young people, which makes no sense given the direct impact these offices have on social justice issues. Not to mention the fact that who wins and who loses is often determined by a few thousand or even a few hundred votes. Um, and again, there are always people screaming of all ages, you know, get out and, and, and vote. And I, I think ultimately, after a long period of time, it does matter. But there are far more people who 
tell you to vote and talk about voting and talk about change than actually vote. But this shows you the importance of these boring or uninteresting elections. These, these small elections, like they're they're very important. That's why I said. That's why I just said earlier. I was like. Well, I voted this time, but I didn't take the time to follow with any of the issues per se. Like, and that kind of, that makes me sound ignorant, but like, I'm just being an honest American. Like, I didn't really follow through with it. And like, we sit here and we could talk about, you just said boring elections. They are, but like, they're important. Keep in mind, what, one of your most important classes in high school or college is one probably the most boring one of all. But, like, you need that knowledge to go forward. And, like, someone had said something about the mayor the other day. And it was, you know me, I'm, like, a huge commenter on Facebook. Like, I just kind of like to see people just bury themselves. And I'm just like, ugh. But, like, I kind of just wanted to chime in. It was like, you guys know we have city council meetings, like, every, pretty much every day of the week. Like, it's not like if I ran for mayor and I'm elected mayor, I get to choose when the water's cut off, or I just sit there and be like, you know what, raise prices on that. You know what, we're not going to vote for an issue. Fix that pothole no matter what. And you know what, if Jimmy's tire flies off, that's his fucking fault. He should know. Like, it, there's a protocol to all this. And I think, I think Gretchen has gotten it the worst in our region with, like, governors, like, trying to figure out what to do with COVID. Like, she has people she talks to. You know what I mean? Like, I know she's the spokesperson in the billboard. I don't think people understand that. Like, we're so quick to just jump down people's throat. Right, I'm guilty hold, of it, too. Hold on. I want to I wrap you up because Jeff joined us, and, and I want to get you back Brave, to bed. I'm but sleepy. For, for, for in, one example, the, uh, the Lucas County Sheriff was up for election uh, because this will be John Tharp's last year. And and I make the joke that he's the guy that does the snow emergency levels. But you would, <laughs> you would want to do some homework, like people that are running for that. Has, has the, have those candidates had good police and community relations? And if not, you know, again, that goes back to exactly what all this is about. So again, the importance of these smaller, boring elections, both primary and come November. And by the way, uh, do you know where that, that excerpt was? you know who wrote that? No. Former Chicago resident. Oh, not, 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 not. My president. <laughs> yes, former Chicago resident. <laughs> I mean, and in not fa- my brother. In fact, while it's nice to brag about who you voted for 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 president, um, that's arguably the least important election you'll take part in. So my mom said you're never allowed to tell. You shouldn't tell people who you voted for. I always kept that to heart. That's like anytime someone asked me who I voted for, I'm like, none of your damn business. That's, I just voted. That's all you need to know. That weight and salary is like our parents' things that they told us, and now we talk about that stuff. Well, I mean, well, if you knew where I stand politically, you know who I'm voting for no matter right. what. So whatever. <laughs> Hi, Jeffy McGee. Good morning. Good morning, all. How is everything going today? I've, you know, are you guys holding up okay and hanging in the best you can? I'm sleepy. <laughs> I'm happy that that summer or at least spring has arrived. So this is this has done wonders for me. How about you, Jeff? How are you keeping busy? I'm surviving the best I can, trying to do some writing for the city paper and whatnot, and just basically, you know, doing my best to be a supportive ally in every possible way that I can. But uh, you know, it's still you know chastising myself for not doing more. But otherwise, otherwise, just trying my best. Yeah, and I think that's the best any of us can do right now. I- and honestly. Oh. 
Go. I, I heard something last week, and I applied it to myself, and I put it in my my, my notes in a, an important uh, save I have in my phone. And it was something along the lines of competitive people, um, highly motivated people, will always look back and go, you know what? I mean, I'll use Michael Jordan as an example. Michael Jordan probably looks in his career and said, you know what? I could have done more. I mean, it's it's possible, but we're always going to be hard on ourselves. And then you've got to step back and reshape that perspective and go, you know what? I could have done more, but what I did was work hard, put in a solid day's work, and I achieved great things. So don't be too hard on yourself, Jeff. You're doing great things. Well, that that that's a matter of perspective, I think. But anyway, so but I you were going to say something being vocal. I thank you for being vocal and a good ally. So, and to elaborate on what Eric said. Everyone is doing the best they can do, especially myself. I feel like I, I feel like I should be going above and beyond the call of duty of some things, but but you've sometimes... been speaking out. I'm sorry, Floyd, not to cut you off, but you've been speaking out so you know vehemently on social media, and it's been it's been really inspiring to see. So you know, don't sell yourself short either. Uh, but thank you, I appreciate that. Thank you, Floyd thank you. Has... but I'm just saying, just just you, everyone's doing their part, and if you were doing a part, just know that. It takes part to build a huge vehicle, and everyone's doing their part. That's doing a great job. Uh, yeah, under, and understood and agreed. Thank you, Floyd. Um, let's uh, let's get to this week's theme and, and talk a little bit about it because we weren't here last week when it came out. But HBO Max, uh, which could be confusing yep. to you, has finally hit with not a lot of original programming. Not yet, but uh, but all things considered, it's building to that. Like the, we'll we'll get into this a little bit more after the trailer game itself. But the initial run through of the stuff that is coming out on HBO Max, there's a limited amount of original programming to start with, but they've announced a lot more in the months to come, and it also of course has a huge backlog of previous programming, as we'll get to in a second. They basically, it's not just HBO, obviously. It's basically anything that falls under the Time Warner banner. They probably have access to it. Here on this on this service, so ultimately, it's a big hub. Now, the big hub is coming with a big price tag, and that's that's going to be the major thing. We'll get to that in a second. But I decided that for the trailer game this week, we're going to focus on the wide breadth of stuff that is available on HBO Max as far as movies. There are a ton of things on there that are not just like uh, miscellaneous uh, Warner Brothers movies, but huge franchises and even stuff you wouldn't expect to be on there because it's owned by certain other conglomerates that have their own streaming services. But miracles of legalities notwithstanding, a lot of that stuff has found a home on HBO Max instead. So we'll get to that as we go through this list. Now, uh, uh, Floyd, Eric's been on a bit of a winning streak. I know, you've given him all straight people movies. Yeah, well, we're gonna, we're we're gonna try and vary it up here a little bit here. So I tried to get a wide swath of stuff that would be on HBO Max. So let's start with uh, number one on the list. If you're ready, Eric. Legend tells of a ring. Eric, go ahead, go ahead, Eric. By air. Lord of the Rings. That is Lord of the Rings. All three of the Lord of the Rings films are available on there. Uh, It's rather, uh, rather indicative of a lot of the franchise stuff. Harry Potter's all on there. A lot of the big franchises that are that are Warner Brothers related, of course. Every single one of them is available on HBO Max as we speak. So Eric is up, one to nothing. Hopefully, Floyd can catch up with number two on the list, please. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Do you write songs or anything? I don't oh. sing my own songs. Eric! Oh! 
Eric, damn it. A star that, is born. That is a star is born. I'm Very well so done. Mad. I thought I'm I I thought so I'd given you one mad. there, Floyd. But <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, I love her dearly, but I heard that nasally-ass voice. I go, oh, that's Lady Gaga. <laughs> but that was the Star is Born remake from 2018 and also a few of the prior remakes of that uh, story uh, was, was, I don't know if a lot of people remember that, that movie, this is the fourth time that that story has been made into a film is it? there was an original one way back in the 1920s I believe and then there was one and then Judy Garland, Garland did the second one right uh-huh. and then there was yeah, one okay. in the 1970s with Barbara Streisand there it is. Very well done. I almost am tempted to give you a bonus point, Floyd, but unfortunately it's that okay. is a, it's okay. outside the scope of the game. All right, so. I forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, trust me, I've been down that road plenty of times, so okay. I can totally relate to that. So, Eric, two, Floyd, nothing so far. Go to number three on the list, please. Many, many miles east of nowhere lies the amazing land of Oz. A magnificent Floyd, Floyd, Floyd. empire created Floyd, in the ahead. mind of a... That's the Wizard of Oz. That is the Wizard of Oz. The origi- I dug up the original trailer <laughs> from 1938 for the Wizard of Oz for this. Uh, because there are a lot of like classic stuff available on HBO Max. Not just Wizard of Oz, but like Casablanca, uh, Citizen Kane. A lot they of the have classics. They catalog. Yeah, it is a huge oh. catalog of stuff on here. So, But Floyd is on the board, more importantly. Uh, so yeah. we have two to one right now in Eric's favor as we go to number four, which is the first really surprising one on the list. We thank you one and all and wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's Christmas Eve in L.A. Eric! Go ahead, Eric. Die Hard! That is Die Hard, which is damn a it, I've Fox... never seen that damn movie! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what's really interesting about it is that's a Fox movie, and who owns Fox now? Disney. And yet, oddly enough, or maybe appropriately enough, Die Hard is not on Disney+. Plus. It has been farmed Ooh. out to uh, the uh, uh, HBO Max service, as have, if you're looking for the Alien movies, which again, all owned by Fox, which means all owned by Disney, none of them are available on Disney+, Plus. so if you want to watch those, you have to go over to HBO Max. So, Is it because of it, the ratings? It, I think it's at least partially that. I think okay. Disney+, Plus is trying to aim for a more uh, PG to PG-13 level service, and so ultimately oh, okay. I think... What's not PG it? about? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I don't have to edit down the trailers now. Yay! All right. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yes. so, Eric, three, Floyd, one. We go to number five on the list, please. In an ordinary life, extraordinary events can change oh, a man forever. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I love you, too. I'll be right back. You know the background music, but it's not from this movie. I'm always going to keep this on Memphis time. You wouldn't have a match. Any chance, would you? Floyd? Floyd, did you get it? No. No guesses anywhere on this one? Nothing. What is it? If I told you that was Tom Hanks, would that help? No. Yeah. Oh. That was Castaway, everybody. Now, Wait, what you were hearing, which music? what what threw you off in the background music was that was the Braveheart music. Oh, it uh, was, which, which wasn't they... it? Son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry to sorry to bring that up, but uh, it's okay. it, for those of you for those of you who want to uh, revisit the days when Mel Gibson was not an anti-Semite, that is also on <laughs> HBO Max. So, well, it, <laughs> at least not a public anti-Semite. But anyway, and you, uh, and you know what? That music is also in the beginning of or is in the Trek trailer as well. Oh yeah, they they use that music all yes. over the place. Here's another: if you ever yeah, you know, if you ever hear this particular tune. You'll hear that trailer, that song used in trailers for the last 25 years. That is the theme from the Dragon, the Bruce Lee story soundtrack. And that oh. has been used for everything from the Forrest Gump trailer to, like, even up to, like, modern comedies and so forth. Anytime they want something epic, they dig out the Dragon, the Bruce Lee story hmm. soundtrack. I'm going to listen to you know. All right, so, all right, so Floyd uh, is still in the running right now. As we go to number six on the list, please. Floyd. Go ahead, Floyd. Is that Justice League? Very well done, Floyd. Very yeah, well done. It, but I heard Death of Superman, so I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was indeed Justice League, and, and the big thing about that one is, of course, as I'm sure Eric knows all about right now, they have announced that the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League will be coming to uh, the HBO Max service sometime in 2021. I guess there was a big outcry for it. Oh, you didn't know this? I knew about it, but I'm oh, still sitting here going, like, why? Yeah, I mean, what about, what about the previous movies that Zack Snyder has made in the DC Universe has led people to believe that this is going to be worthwhile, is for, my question. For ever since that movie came out, there has been a release the Snyder cut movement. And I asked that. And remember, I, his, he stepped away from the movie because I believe his daughter killed herself. Yeah. Oh, that, and, it, was, it was a tragic situation. And yeah. then they brought in Joss Whedon, who did the Avengers, because you could tell that they were unhappy with the movie that Snyder had made because Joss Whedon redid a lot of it. And I guess they, they had even done test audiences with the Snyder cut. And that's why they were happy to have Whedon step in. And while I'm trying to figure out, I mean, this is where streaming comes in. Of course they can really release the Snyder cut because it's not going to cost them what they did to promote it and put it out there like a regular movie. But it's, it's baffling. Except that the Snyder Cut as it exists is an unreleasable thing, and they're going to have to spend literally tens of millions of dollars to make it yeah, into it's a, a releasable 30, movie. Thirty yeah. million dollars. Uh, it's like, uh, let's, the, let's release something that we didn't want to release in the first place, but we'll do it. Whatever. It, it, it built buzz for the platform, and it appeased the the Reddit crowd. But but the question is is that I mean it feels like. It feels like that this is something that has been campaigned by the, the the cast of the movie, by yes. Snyder himself. But the problem is, is that at, after a certain point, it's impossible to really make the movie that they that they wanted to be made. And I think that because I mean there was so much uh, interference in the making of Justice League that even the Joss Whedon cut isn't really the Joss no, Whedon cut. It's, it's not very good. Yeah, it's basically this giant hodgepodge of ideas from a lot of different people. So ultimately, it feels like they're trying like mad to to you know say that there's this mythical cut out there that that's a masterpiece, and it just it's may not, not be the case. It's not. Yeah. So. yeah this All right. Is, so what, one last thing. This is not yeah. the Deadpool movement. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> that's a good good call. So, all right, but right now we are in a situation where Floyd can at least tie, 
And, you know, ultimately, Eric cannot lose. But here's another one that's very surprising that you can find on HBO Max. Eric From Walt Disney Pictures, he's a hotshot attorney who's never lost. Uh, Eric. Forced to coach a Go ahead, Eric. Liar, liar. Nope. Can't try to teach them how to win. You think lose? Floyd, go ahead again. That is indeed the Mighty Ducks. That is weird that it's on HBO Max. Not only the Mighty Ducks, but my but D two and D three are both available Shut up on when HBO they go Max. To the Olympics. That's my yep. favorite one. And he he's coming back for another one, right? I believe so. Show, right? Yes, I, I haven't heard talk of it in a long time. But Gordon not... Bombay. <laughs> but it's just again, you can never know where you know with all the the vagaries of streaming rights and whatnot where things are going to end up and right now mighty ducks is on hbo max not disney plus and for at first i was like i wonder was that like a touchstone movie or something and then they can say nope it says right on the thing from walt disney pictures so go figure so all right jeff we got to zoom through what's on hbo max because i gotta i gotta do some on-air stuff I got you. Well, we got some other su- some uh, new stuff that, as we mentioned, they are bringing out a lot of new Looney Tunes shorts. Has anybody seen any of the new ones yet? Mm-mm. <laughs> yep, they're, they're all up on HBO Max right now. A new series called Anna Kendrick called Love Life is I did available see that. on HBO Max. I did see that, yeah. And the weird new hodgepodge that is the not-quite-adult uh, talk show called The Not-Too-Late Show with Elmo is currently on HBO Max. So I have a question. See... I'm sorry to yeah. cut you off. Do, what's the price of HBO Max? Because I'm like, I kind of like everything you're talking about right now. It's That's totally giving me, like, nostalgia. He, here's the thing. Are you a subscriber to HBO, period? No, but I'm also an AT&T person, so I get it, like, for free-ish somehow. Do, then this is free. Yeah, if, yeah I, if, you're a, if you're a subscriber to HBO, you get Max for free. If you're a okay. subscriber to their other streaming service, which is HBO Now, you also get Max for free. Uh, the problem is, if you aren't a subscriber to either of those and you just want HBO Max by itself, that's $15 a month. So Ooh, there yeah. is a significant, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it but, is significantly higher than most streaming services. But I think right that's now. what, whenever I would hop on to HBO, not getting it for free through AT&T, I think that's what it cost me per month to, lot, to watch like Game of Thrones. Correct. If you want, and, and that's the other thing. If you decide you want to subscribe to HBO Now, which is the online streaming service, you get, again, you get Max for free. And that's also $15. So basically, they're trying to steer people toward being part of the overall HBO family. So you're not just subscribing for this streaming service. You're going to be part of the bigger of the bigger picture. I, 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 th- I, I saw a, a, a TV person, he's done Amazon things and all this, and he, he's an expert with these things. I think his name is Matthew Bell or Ball. You might have seen him on Twitter. I, I trust him because I, I thought people would be confused by this but ultimately they would get what they want and he said don't worry about the confusion Mm. we're gonna have to see because because i mean this is a this is a field where when netflix decided they were going to change the name of their basic service people went ape because ultimately it was like it was like it was too much of a change so a slight we're talking about you know an entertainment universe where the wii u crashed because people didn't understand it was a different console so you never (laughs) know how much confusion is going to play into the marketplace well what else is on it uh well you know basically like 
almost every HBO series and comedy special from its history. I mean, you look at this list, and you if you name a major HBO show from the past 30 years or a major comedy special starring a, a major name of uh, stand-up, it's on here somewhere. Uh, like if you Oz. like adult... Huh? Like oh, yes. Oz. Oh, yes. Oh, Oz. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Oz was like the most depressing show in the entire history of mankind. Christopher so I never... naked in it. That's all I care about. <laughs> Uh, if you're a fan of, like, as we stated, a lot of other Time Warner properties, if you're a fan of Cartoon Network, the Adult Swim lineup, basically oh, nice. every show that from Adult Swim's history is on there. If you're a fan of classic movies, they have a deal with the Criterion Collection, which is a major pr- distributor of older movies that never really get a, uh, a audience anywhere. And they have, like, hundreds and hundreds of these classic films on there. Not to mention thousands more just mainstream movies. I mean, the list is, it's an embarrassment of riches. Like, almost everything that you would want that either had the Warner Brothers name attached to it or from a lot of other studios they just happen to have those streaming rights to right now. Basically, I mean, it is an amazing collection of stuff. The question is, is the price too much of a barrier for the average consumer, especially right now, where everybody's still belt tightening? So ultimately, is are, are people going to jump at joining up for another brand new service as a result of that. We'll now, now we'll see if 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 people who complain will really pay $15 a month to get their friends back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and they're leaning in heavily on friends in the marketing by god. So and you know a lot of other shows that have slowly but surely disappeared from Netflix and whatnot are finding their home on HBO Max as well. So um speaking of Netflix by the way, a couple of things I want to point out uh just because it's it, it's I haven't seen it on a streaming service in a long time. E.T. the extraterrestrial is now on oh. Netflix. So if you Ooh. wanted to check out the former all-time uh, box office champion, that is now available on there. And uh, reaching back to the '90s, Floyd, you know, are you a fan of this one, Clueless? Oh my God, as is. <laughs> <laughs> But that is also on Netflix as we speak, as is the excellent uh, uh, Spike Lee thriller Inside Man from uh, the mid-2000s is on Netflix, if you haven't seen that. Mm. And speaking of classic thrillers, it must be made mention of The Silence of the Lambs is on Netflix as we speak, so you can uh, you can check that one out. Um, on Amazon, a couple of things. Uh, Dirty Dancing, the original one from 1987. And do you remember the sequel to that one, Havana, Havana Nights, Nights, from the mid-2000s? Yeah. I have yep, that soundtrack. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> but they are both available on Amazon Prime right now, as is uh, one of my favorite comedies from the mid-1990s, Kingpin, which came for the Fairly Brothers after Dumb and Dumber, but before There's Something About Mary. This is the one with Will- Woody Harrelson and uh, uh, Randy uh, Quaid about the – professional bowling tour is ridiculous. He have like a claw hand. Yeah, he lost his yes, hand in a ball return. Yes, he, he did. <laughs> I vaguely remember that movie. That was, it, that was gruesome. Yeah, it, it was hilariously awesome. So you can check that one out as well as uh, not too far removed from How to Train Your Dragon's third installment. The first one is now available on Amazon Prime if you haven't seen that. Uh, on Hulu, I want to give a shout out to Casino, which is the excellent movie, part of the 
long-standing tradition of Martin Scorsese doing mob movies, this time looking at the mob's influence in Las Vegas. That is an excellent film that is available on on Hulu, pardon me. And if you want cheesy action, if you want true escapism, I can give you the glory that is Cliffhanger, the uh, Sylvester Stallone movie from 1993 about about the mountain mountain climber. That is a ridiculously, but ridiculously fun movie. And if you want to have hope for a day when sanity returns to the White House. I would like to point out Dave, which is the comedy from 1995 starring Kevin Klein as a man who impersonates the president and ends up becoming the president. So you're going to have to, you have to see that one if you've never seen it. It's a, That's it's kind of what's happening now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, but this one is a hilariously heartwarming one as opposed yeah. to terrifying and everything else that the society is right now. All right, Jeff, you got anything else? We got to wrap up. Really quickly, I want to give a shout-out to the fact that if you buy the new expansion for Mortal Kombat 11, one of the new fighters is freaking RoboCop. Floyd! And they, and I, got... I saw the commercial. I don't know how to do the expansion. I'm so confused with that game. It's a, it, it, it's basically you can you can buy an expansion pack that adds new stuff onto it, and uh, RoboCop is one of the new fighters that gets added in, and they actually got Peter Weller, the original voice of RoboCop, to play the role again in this expansion, which is really cool. Please tell me his his finishing uh, move starts with "Dead or Alive, you're coming with me." Oh no, the fight starts with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Actually, one one of the intro dialogues has him say, and I quote, "I'll buy that for a dollar." So they <laughs> they they definitely knew their audience when they made awesome. this character. All right, we got to run, Jeff. Thanks so much. Well, I'll talk to you during the week sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good week. Okay, both of you? Thanks, Jeff. Yes, sir. And uh, you're headed back to sleep now? Well, I'm up now, but um, I'm going to lay here. I'm going to relax. I do go to work at noon, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, Get us out of here with the uh, the usual uh, adios. (laughs) Bye. Bye.